Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Here at Guitar Nerds, we're big fans of Isotope Software and their impressive range of plugins. And you, dear listener, get 10% off all Isotope plugins at isotope.com with discount code NERDS10. Every Guitar Nerds podcast for well over five of its ten years has been edited, polished, and repaired using Isotope's wonderful range of tools. From their neck to sweet to EQ, compress, and lightly add reverb to give the impression that Matt and I are in the same room, to the RX repair suite to deal with pops, clicks, and background noise. In fact, every sound sample that you hear on our podcast is mastered using Isotope's Ozone Mastering Suite, and I can even compare audio, EQ, and levels to other similar released material using Isotope's Tonal Recall. It's all very good, and believe it or not, there are a bunch of free plugins that you can try. A vinyl simulator for added character, the Ozone Imager for help visualising your stereo mix, and a vocal doubler for added richness and depth to your vocals. Pretty neat. Check it all out at isotope.com. So Matt, I uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have um, I I know I, I I know I obviously love guitars, but I also really like watches. I buy a lot of wristwatches. Um, right, that's that's a that's a true fact. About me. I mean, I love wristwatches. I I spend way too much money on wristwatches. Also, you know, trying to find them with vegan leather straps and things like that. That is, that is. <laughs> but, but anyway, so um, I decided to link all my wristwatches together and make a belt. Okay. It was a real waste of time. (laughs) Joe, I thought it was going to be music themed. I know. Well, yeah, I I tell you what, people have been people have been suggesting music themed uh, ones to me, and they've been all right. But I wanted to deliver a good one. I feel like the last couple of weeks I haven't delivered a good one, so I wanted a really good one. Uh, Sam Brooksby sent me an okay one. I like this one. It was a Does Freddie know how to play guitar? No, but Brian may. (laughs) That is a good one. That, I like that. I like that. I should have done that one. God damn it. Yeah. Well, I should have done um, that. And I should have used this. Oh. I, I mean, that's that's supposed to be God. a boom It came with the Zencaster like soundboard, but it sounds really weird. The drums sound modulated. I'm not I'm not sure it's hundred percent. I might have to make my own with my little drum kit. Um I was gonna say, what other ones? You got air horn in there? 
with the ones that they provide because I've obviously built plenty, but they give me they give me this one as well. It's a bit too oh, American. Love for me. it, love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. There you go. There we you go. We need to use more sound clips. Well, yes, this week because I feel like we, well, I think you said to me as well last last week we maybe we we got a bit into our old habits and we just ended up talking for the entire podcast rather than actually doing all of the segments that we that you know we plan to do. And the other thing is, of course, that you know we have things like topic of the week, which really sh- we should be applying some time to, and they've been uh, we've been just getting to them on the end. But we're going to have to be on it this week because as far as show and tell is concerned which is the section of the podcast dear listener um where we uh where we demo gear we've got like three things to talk about this week i just realized i haven't even done this bit matt hello and welcome to the guitar nerds podcast i am your host joe branson joined this week by matt knight Oh, it's an exciting day. <laughs> um, it is an exciting day. I have to do that bit at the start, because if this is people's first podcast, they've got no idea who the two people talking are. So they, there you go. Hope, hopefully by now they've just been like, I'm hooked. I'm in. How many podcasts <laughs> have these guys recorded? What? 500? I'm going to listen to them all. Uh, too many yes but, uh, <laughs> oh, but Matt Knight, many. you're 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 back you were you were away you've been away in uh in oh norway you've been away in norway norway, norway. massive country not many people there uh you went to the lavik guitar festival yes um here's a little fact about norway for you there's a really famous person from lavik specifically who was a famous explorer who built a raft and sailed to Easter Island. <laughs> I was just like, there's p- pictures of him everywhere. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's the most famous Norwegian most fa- person. <laughs> but, but, I, but bear in mind, uh, I'm going to have to find out the exact year. Uh, not the probably not the most uh, probably not the most famous, but definitely a mental story. I think this was in like 1947, Joe. And he built right. his own boat and sailed something like five thousand miles. So that it's, um, yeah, it, it's not exactly like he sort of got on a cruise line and went that Easter Island and then just paid someone to uh, <laughs> to go yeah. there. Um, Thor, Thor Heidedal. Oh. <laughs> Of course, his name. his name's Thor. <laughs> um, that's that's yeah. their John, isn't it? That's. Uh... Yeah, so he, yeah, the Contiki expedition. He, wow. him, and five fellow adventurers sailed from Peru to the to Easter Island, basically. Oh, they didn't even a, start in Norway. Oh. No, well, bear in mind that Easter Island is in the middle of absolutely nowhere, and it took a hundred and one day days, and they sailed four thousand three hundred nautical miles. Wow. Uh, please do Google a picture of the raft used on the Contiki experience because it's basically a bunch of wood and a sail. So it was <laughs> definitely, definitely impressive. But um, I, yeah. Uh, in... the, the... Sorry, sorry, Joe, go. go. <laughs> I was going to say, the, you know, when I think about, you know, Norway, this, there are there are so few things that it's famed for that have made it 
to my ears. You know, I'm not saying it doesn't, I'm sure it's a fantastic place with loads of famous things in it, but so few things kind of make it cross borders to here that I'm like, I think of Norway, I'm like, well, there's that Beatles song. And of course, when you were sending pictures from the guitar show, there was a guitar brand. I don't know whether they were called Norwegian Wood or that they'd actually used Norwegian Wood as a tagline in their in their guitars. But I was like, no, my goodness. Yeah. The the guitar series, which we'll talk about shortly, was uh, yeah. Norwegian Wood. And <laughs> I was like, oh, what's this model called? And he was like, the Norseman. Um, <laughs> of course. Of course, the most famous person from Norway is uh, one of my favourite artists, Edvard Munch. He right. painted The Scream. Um, oh, Arguably, probably go. one of the most famous paintings of all time. Um, um, you start to go down the list and you're like, hmm. Maybe there's not that many other people. <laughs> um, although, actually, my dad was friends with a famous speedway racer from Norway uh, called Ollie. They love boats. Neugren. No, speedway is in on the bike track, but oh, not right, speedway right. as in like a motorbike racer, but racer, but as in like over the bumps and round dirt tracks. Oh, I gotcha. Um, yeah, well, and also well. a guy named. Uh, Oh no, Roald Dahl was also born there. Apparently, wow! There I you don't go. think they can really claim that he's Norwegian, but uh, well, I mean, if he was born there, Matt, then he literally is. Well, you know, he could have been English parents and then just born in Norway. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. This is not the Norwegian famous podcast. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we were, we were in Larvik, which remarkably for such a small town has an amazing little guitar show. Um, you know, so many guitar players there and also a, an amazing array of Norwegian musicians, actually. But, you know, from the guitar playing world, Robin Ford headlined the um, the second night. That is very so, cool. I'd love yeah, to get so to see was, him. That, so it's really, I mean, uh, I think my takeaway from Robin Ford was very loud, very bluesy. Um, and then the, fri- the Friday night was Frank Frank Gambale. Um, Frank Gambale, or Mr. Sweep, uh, he basically invented sweet picking. Um, mm. He was the one that in the 80s turned it into a guitar technique. He wrote the first book on sweet picking. He did the what? first like demo videos on sweet picking. Um, and uh, I got to spend a bit of time with him, and he's an amazing guy. He's really, really nice. But we talked a lot about guitars in the 80s and tone in the 80s and the 80s in general. <laughs> and uh yeah it's 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 mad because he basically invented modern sweet picking he invented the technique how to yeah. use it for arpeggios and he did a little clinic at one point about how he views the fretboard and taking things outside of like a pentatonic because he doesn't do alternate picking everything he does is is sweet picking and uh yeah it was really really super interesting to watch that um Larry Basilo uh, or Larry Basilo, should I say, probably. I think so. Um, she's Brazilian, I think. Um, but yeah, so that her trio played as well, which was really cool. Uh, we went out there as boss with Alex Hutchins, who's obviously been a Roland boss player for many years. And it was quite interesting because we took Alex because he obviously draws a crowd. He's an amazing player, does a huge array of different, like, styles and songs and great demos yeah. for our product and we were like alex could you just use gx100 into an rc600 looper 
like straight into the PA um, because he did a lot of the patches for it and stuff. And he's like, yeah, no problem. He did this clinic and uh, in the clinic, he's like, yeah, so, you know, my setup today is this into this, straight into the PA, did all these amazing songs, huge variety of stuff from like tech metal to like funky Prince, like rhythm. Uh, And then good. He is so good. I mean, like it was, um, it was just an amazing like set of tunes. Uh, and he did this great thing where on the RC 600, he sets it up because you've got six loops. He sets it up in series mode. So rather than parallel, having six loops run at once, so you just have one, then it goes to the next one and the next one. And most people would use it for like verse, chorus, bridge or something. What he does, is he gets the audience to shout out chords And then he loops that chord and then he solos over the top of it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And, uh, I, I, and it's such a cool thing to see, but he's like, oh, I'm going to do that. And I said, like, oh, I've got a good chord for you. Because most people just go like A or like B7. And he was like, right, I'm going to do this with this chord. It's like some shout out chord. So I was like, C major 13 sharp 11. It was just like, damn it. Um, <laughs> but it was really good watching him do that. But interestingly, as soon as he finished playing, like loads of people went to the front to just look at the GX100 because they were like, that was just straight into, everyone else was using amps. And you obviously got Robin Ford there. He's plugged into like a Marshall and a Fender. And even one of the organizers went up to Alex and was like, oh man, what amp are you using? Tone was amazing. He was like, oh no, I was plugged straight into the PA with he is the He is the right sort of player for a GX100, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's, it's um, that sort of thing. Like, uh, you know, he he doesn't need the, I don't know, the organic valve amp sound. In fact, that would probably would be the wrong sort of amplifier for him. Well, I mean, he's a Laney in Dorsey because um, he used Laney on the Stephen Wilson tour and he does use amps, but he's just... Yeah, he's just very good at being able to draw a sound out of something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and really show it off dynamically as well. That wasn't to be dismissive of a GX. I actually think that's an absolutely fantastic um, mm. product. 
and and kind of for me, the GX was, and I don't mind this, but the GX was the first time that Boss have nailed a uh, like an interface. You know, it was it was much much easier to use. I, I don't, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it's yeah, so better. easy to just, yeah, well, well, because it's it's touch screen for a start, that makes it very very easy to to move mm-hmm. things around. I got very used to the old setup. You know, the just the the line that you get with the different yeah. blocks that makes sense yeah, yeah, that's yeah, easy yeah. to use but but i think things like helix and head rush and whatnot changed how people want to see those things but yeah ab- absolutely so um yeah no so it was a good little good little festival but a couple of things that i a couple of things i picked out from that one thing and uh, this is a a total company shill, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, there was a the the dealer that was there had a table set up with all of these different guitar pedals on it, lots of different brands because they were there to sell. And then they had this huge line of Boss pedals, and I went, "Man, Boss pedals look really good." I don't know that coming from me, someone who's worked for the company and been a massive fan of the brand my entire life. I just thought it was something about that one moment in time where I looked at all the colours. And I just went, it's so simple, yeah, but so effective. And obviously, there's lots of great pedals out there that do lots of things in terms of graphics. And I sort of just had this sudden reappreciation because I think sometimes, you know, I work work for the company, forget about it, just how simple a pedal that's in purple that just says dimension on it. You just go, yeah, yeah you don't need any more than that. And I, and I just thought, yeah, it was, it was just a, it was just a really bizarre moment in my brain. I was like, oh, that looks so good. Um, but apart from that, there was a couple of guitars that caught my eye. The first one, which we've talked about on the podcast before, was the Eastman Romeo LA. What a gorgeous uh, guitar, and and hilarious that I saw you put this in the list, and I was like, this is exactly the same guitar that at Guitar Summit I was photographing because I was like, this is one of the most beautiful instruments here i i just got i just i sort of picked up and played it and went yeah why wouldn't you own this guitar yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. for 1750 um yeah 1750 pounds i just think it's such a great guitar for the money and such a great alternative to gibson or more traditional hollow bodies but you know the pickup cover design, which is that sort of radiator gold foil type thing, yeah. um, the trem on it, which is sort of not a Bigsby, but it's well, the same it Bigsby, Bigsby style. On the Romeo. No, oh, I don't think it's Bigsby. I think it looks very much like the Duesenberg one. No, it's Goldo, which I don't know who that is. I don't, I'm assuming that's a some other sort of brand. Seymour uh, Duncan Fat Cat P90s, but you've got the radiator covers on there. Yeah. I just think just such a great guitar, already set up with 11s. It was already set up exactly how I'd want a guitar to play. Um, they actually yeah. come with 11s out of the factory. Um, but it's just such a cool guitar. Just such a cool guitar. Uh, yeah. Only comes in one colour. Um, Is it the Pelham? The Celestine Blue. Celestine Blue. Um, which is basically Pelham Blue, basically, let's let's face it. But uh, yeah, cool, cool F, F-hole design, just a really really nice guitar and i was like man i totally buy one of those guitars until i played the next guitar that i saw there <laughs> and it and i'm sure you've well, we've all had this joe you know and everyone who listens where you pick up a guitar and just go how how does this guitar exist and how do i not already own it you know when you just you play something 
and it already feels like it's your guitar. Yeah. That's when you know it's a great guitar. And um, we were we were stood next to this builder um, at, at Larvik, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's it looks like it's for Hausman guitars or Hausman guitars, which is H U S E M O E N guitars. Um, he's a builder out of Norway, been building guitars for the last twenty years. And he bought a selection of his guitars. And the one that I sort of fell in love with, if you go to their Instagram account, because uh, his website is being reworked at the moment, it was the um, second guitar in from the right, the model they call the Norseman uh, from his Norwegian Wood Series. Now, part of the reason it's called the Norwegian Wood Series is because he only uses woods that are native to Norway. Oh, that's cool. So this, this is a kind of... So it's not just that they're grown there; it's that it's uh, native woods. Yeah. Well. So it's cool. um, so the guitar shape is kind of like a single cut, you know, Les Paul style, but it's a little bit more offset. Um, and it's got, it's got those sort of modern tweakings to. Yeah, to it feels like a very a much a kind of uh, Nags guitars. It looks a bit similar to yeah, Nags that's guitars. A, that's I guess. a good one. Yeah. Um, so it's an aspen wood body birch neck and walnut fretboard and the pickups were also a norwegian company they were called edmire pickups which i'm gonna um i'm gonna google right now now this Um, was really what 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 you thought brought this guitar to life was the pickups yeah Um, so you you can speak more highly of of of, of them and the way it sounded and the pickup selection options on there yeah so you've got guitar so you've got two pickups, three-way select switch, volume tone, and then something that they call the Tone Factory, um, which is um, just, it looks like, doesn't even have a website. Uh, I think he's just got a Facebook page. Right. Um, <laughs> and it was... That's it was very local luthier of him. <laughs> yeah, and it was... I guess it was kind of like when he first said, Oh, it's got this like six way selector switch on it. I was like, Oh, is it just like very tone and yeah, very tone on an ES three, four, five, whatever generally sounds, it's generally like crap, crap, crap. And then it's like one that's all right. And then yeah. the normal pickup <laughs> sound. Yeah. But this was just like four of the most usable. I, I was like on the neck pickup and I went all four of those positions are amazing. And I sort of just went, I don't know why I even need a bridge pickup because it sort of wow. covered the bridge thing and then it covered like all of the warm neck stuff. And it was just, I was playing it and I was going, man, this guitar is just amazing. Just that, I was just absolutely, absolutely amazed, absolutely blown away. And I was like, I'm going to have to just buy some of the pickups regardless because I was just, <laughs> I just thought. It was just amazing, but turns out his website doesn't work. So obviously in Norway, they're sort of less bothered about that sort of thing, Internet. baby. And I said to uh, I said to the chap that's built those guitars, I was like, "Oh man, like these are amazing. Do you sell them anywhere?" And he was like, "No, I just sort of I just sort of make them. I, I sent one to Vintage and Rare, and they took it on like a bit of a road show and sold one." I was like, "Well, how many guitars do you build a year?" And he went ten. 
<laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm never, never going to be able to buy it. It's just absolutely just, just have a look on the website. Basically, everything he makes, she put, he puts on Instagram is, is custom made. Right. And yeah, he made a couple of like amazing arch tops where, you know, how on the traditional old school arch tops, the neck goes over the body, but the kind of the end. Oh, sure. I know what you five, mean. Yeah. Five frets sort of hangs the over frets the. Are almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Raised from the rest of the neck. Yeah. And what it, he did. It, a nightmare for dusting. A nightmare for dusting indeed. So what he did was he got someone to, he extended the fretboard by about three frets, then got someone to build a custom pickup, which he wound into the neck, the base of the neck, and then put a wooden cover over it. So you can't actually see a pickup on it, but the fretboard, the end of the fretboard, even though you can't fret that high, is actually the pickup. Oh, that's very cool. I'm into that. That's a great idea. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's just like, oh, my main thing is like repairs and being in the workshop, but you know, <laughs> well, what, what, what was the name again of the brand just for listeners ha- so they don't have I, to rewind? I was, his name was Weistein Hoosman, Houseman. Right. It's spelled H-U-S-E-M-O-E-N guitars on wow. Instagram, or you can find him on the internet, but there's no website at the moment, NorwegianWoodSeries.com. I'll, I'll try to remember to put a little link, dear listener, in the yeah. uh, description of this podcast episode so you can check it out. Funny, uh, you know, just uh, I, I didn't mention it at the time, but um, I, I just randomly remembered you mentioning Eastman. That guitar is exactly the guitar that Ben Adrian, um, a friend of the podcast, Line Sixes, Ben Adrian, the you know one of the masterminds behind some of the best amp models on Helix. Uh, his wife bought him that guitar, I think, for his birthday the other week. Um, but the very the pale wow. blue, the very same one. So that's uh, <laughs> so funny because it's such a random guitar that's only available in that finish, but it is awesome and it doesn't get enough mm. love. Um, which is actually, you know, sort of segues quite well. We're not quite going to talk about this just yet, but we're going to come on to the topic of the week shortly, dear listener. Um, uh, This week's topic of the week was decided reluctantly by Peter Pesce, who sent me like (laughs) one, then another, and then he commented on the Facebook group being like, on someone else's random question being like, maybe ask this one, but I'm actually going to do his main one anyways but we're going to be talking about uh, essentially a wallflower brand so brands that are underappreciated um uh, you know not 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 undiscovered necessarily not just just ones that we just don't think of you know that maybe aren't quite in vogue at the moment so that's going to be good i'm looking forward to that um that topic uh but um whilst whilst we're on that subject um the question that, that took me far too long to find that jingle. Once <laughs> we're, we're on that subject, duck. There we go. It's the question, duck. So it's the time of the podcast. Well, I will remind you, dear listener, that after this podcast is finished, Matt and I will head over to Patreon, where we're going to be dealing with a question of the week. There are questions that I lift from our Facebook group, the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook. Um, and we've got loads actually this week. I copied and pasted loads into Matt and my document that were really good. But Dewey Roebuck was the question that that Peter Pesce uh, thought we should talk about. So we're going to talk about that in the Patreon. He said, 
Um, question for the group, is there a guitar you want but isn't made? For me, I would love a Gibson ES335 Junior, so a single P90, one volume and tone pot, classic Junior. Are there any guitars that you want that don't exist or you can't find? I think that's a great question, Dewey. I agree with Peter on that one. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about another one as well. Maybe John Stevenson, he said, he's asked, well, he said that, is there any point in buying a small tube amp for practice if I end up using headphones most of the time anyway? I have a little Orange Crush 20RT at the moment, which is fine and does the job. But I was thinking of trying something like a Marshall DSL-1CR or a Blackstar HT1R. Is there going to be much of a difference with a small tube amp? Or is the honest answer just to get a Katana? Um, so that's going to be an interesting question. Funnily enough, something that I've been dealing with in the R&D meetings with Ashdown at the moment is the ideas of, you know, making like one watt valve amplifiers for homes, things that look good in the lounge and stuff like that. So mm. that'll be an interesting one. We're going to talk about that over on um, on the Patreon. Um, but before we talk about that, we're going to carry on with a, a couple of our other things. Matt, I, I, I've got a gig at the end of the week. At the end of this week, I'm playing in my new band, Silas Fennec, with my partner, Emma, um, which is something, you know, we've been writing songs together and planning to put them in this band, Silas Fennec, for the best part of five years. And, and so it's great that we're finally going to actually get on a stage and actually get to perform some of them. And uh, we, we're opening for a friend's band, Dust in the Sunlight, uh, and Ollie Dixon, um, the two the two bands that are co-touring together, and it's kind of you know Ollie Dixon's got a bit of a um, uh, uh, Boniver feel to it, you know it's that sort of thing, very much uh, ambient uh, kind of guitar stuff and dust in the sunlight. Um, you know I love them, but Billy plays an acoustic sonic now so i don't know if we can be friends anymore i'll be honest this is going to be the first <laughs> time i've i've seen billy since he bought the acoustic sonic i don't i honestly don't know if i'm going to hit him in the face but um <laughs> but you know they're, they're, they're they've got that sort of acoustic um feel to them and then there's going to be yeah, me and emma in, in silas fennec opening the set i am taking one amplifier the fender blues junior because the reverb on it is absolutely unmatched um I am taking three pedal boards and four guitars for a 25-minute set, which I think is pretty impressive. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm taking my main guitar. My, my main guitar for the set is going to be the Grez Mendocino. Um, oh, that, mate. That, it's a great guitar. That's in drop D. Then I need to switch to something in D standard. So I've got... Uh, Jay's American Professional 2 Jazzmaster, which I'm going to talk about because I am in love with Jazzmasters at the moment. Um, and then I have to have a backup of my Drop D guitar. So I've got my Harmony Juno. And then also I have an acoustic. I'm playing the Yamaha Trans Acoustic, um, their little parlor Trans Acoustic. Um, and then the three pedal boards I've got is one pedal board is an RC, a Boss RC3 loaded up with samples for in-between tracks. And I've got that running out into a Fender Marine layer reverb so that when I cut the samples, they don't cut dead. They've got like, you know, some reverb tails to them afterwards. So that's one pedal board. The other pedal board has got the Fender, uh, I can't remember what they call it, Acoustiverb or whatever it's called, The, uh, the something like that. It's, it's, their, it's their acoustic preamp, basically. 
Um, right. So that's got that and a little tuner on it for the uh, acoustic. And the other pedal board is my main one. We've discussed it before on the pedal cast, on the pedal on the podcast. I'm using the Chase Bliss, uh, the Automatone preamp. Uh, I'm using a Game Changer Plus pedal, and I'm using the Anasound Utopia delay, which is a carbon copy style analog delay with a bit of modulation on it. That's it. Nice. Keeping, keeping that dead simple, but. Um, uh, but yeah, so that, I mean, my point, my point that I was trying to get to, Jazzmasters. I hate that Dark Knight finish on the Jazzmaster, sort of blue to black from the outside in, or black to blue from the inside out. Just weird, horrible finish. It's certainly not classic. It doesn't look right because the Jazzmaster pickups are black instead of white. Everything about it, I don't like looks wise so to be honest when jay dropped it off here i pretty much left it in its case and that was about three years ago now and uh and and i've started you know got it got it out to play it a bit i was like oh it, it is really good you know playing it at home but when you take it to a practice and you play it at loud full volumes i was like my goodness this thing isn't just good it's excellent and they've kind of switched <laughs> up some of the jazz master switching because i've never played jazz masters man i didn't even know how the jazz master switching worked i had to google it that's Google Jazzmaster switching. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. I thought it was just normal. What do you mean it's normal? It's been so no, long so since on... I've plugged a Jazzmaster in. <laughs> oh, um, so on a Jazzmaster, you've got um, you've got a, a master volume, a master tone, a three-way pickup selector, but then on the top horn, you've got ah, a, yes. a, Sorry. a toggle, and then you've got two almost uh, uh, cut-into-the-body uh, rotary controls, like roller uh, controls in there. So... If you have the little two-way toggle on the top horn set in, a, in the down position, that is activating your three-way selector on the lower horn and your volume and your tone. So that's that's how a guitar with two pickups works, right? That's that's standard. I um, sorry, I was going to say no, I no, totally no, forgot no. about those switches. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got the toggle switch and a volume tone. So uh, yeah, you're listening well, you, to well, guitar nerds, everyone. You can. <laughs> well, well, who plays jazz masters? You know, I, I certainly didn't until this, you know, this last few weeks. Um, but then you you put the toggle in the other position, and what that does traditionally on an old jazz master is that that limits you to just the neck pickup. So that lower toggle is, you know, is it does isn't mm. making a difference, and it's giving you just the volume and the tone on just that neck pickup. So everything else is cut off. But it's different. It's going through a different. Uh, you know, different circuitry. So it has a darker, warmer tone than if you were to play the neck pickup on the other setting, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so because they're they're different circuits, it's different tones, even though it's the same pickup selection, <clears throat> which is fine. That's great. That's how jazz masters work. On the American Professional 2, they've changed that slightly. So when you're in the, uh, when you're on the upper selection from the upper horn, toggle so it's just the neck pickup only now it's not the neck pickup only what you have is your pickups in series instead of parallel so you can use it in a traditional way the way that jazz masters are traditionally but you can also get some really thicker fatter tones out of you know the, your bridge pickup or, or using both pickups as well which is uh which is really cool really interesting and basically it sounds great and i don't use neck pickups but i tell you what i do on a jazz master because it sounds amazing dynamic rich warm everything you've ever wanted I, i'm i'm a i'm a convert but that's where we that's where we differ joe because i'm all neck pickup all the time um <laughs> awful. 
Do you know, yeah, Jazz Masters is a guitar I've never owned. Right. But well, it's a guitar that I've always you know, You're not Jay Mascus. Does anyone who's not a Jay Mascus fan own a Jazz Master? True. I, I actually always wanted the Jay Mascus. I thought it I thought it looked <laughs> very good. Um yeah, because the, it's the V mod pickups in the American Professional to Jazzmaster, yeah, yeah. and they do that in Miami Blue, which I think is one of the best colours ever. No, Miami Blue is inaccurate. It has to be Daphne or Sonic, I'm afraid, Matt. Uh, um, <laughs> wrong answer. <laughs> well, you can't have a modern colour because they weren't around at the time, therefore it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, no, the, but the, um, my problem with the professionals is actually I don't like any of the colours. Really, they've got the silver burst, which is quite nice. The mercury, they call it, but it's not quite silver burst. It's a bit too silver and not black enough. So I can't go for that. I can't go for the dark knight. Um, they do a traditional sunburst and tall, but it has a contoured heel. So if I'm going for a traditional colour set, I start getting more annoyed by the modern features which then leaves me the two maple neck options which are that blue and uh there's one other i i, I can't remember maybe there's some, um, something awful like a peach or something like that there's actually one on reverb now and i remember these um or certainly a variation from a while ago they obviously did a more modern one but there's a fender a limited edition american professional jazz master with a complete rosewood neck in sky blue metallic i'm just like that thing is just a machine um what what i want is a sherwood green um jazz master with a matching headstock that's what i'm right i just don't think Uh, i can get that done at less than custom shop so i might just buy any old jazz master and um and get it refinished i think I um, did see, and that's my first time I've seen them in the flesh at Larvik. They had the Fender Gold Foil Jazz Masters. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the three Dan, gold foils Dan, with Dan the Pilver, big friend of the podcast. Dan Pilver bought one of those. I think. I think did he? That he bought. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think it yeah. Was comes... Sorry, sorry, Dan. If it's the wrong guitar, he definitely bought something from the Gold Foil series, and I think it might have been that, but not sure. It- it comes in one of the best colours of all time, Shoreline Gold, and possibly one of the worst looking guitars I've ever seen ever, which is Candy Apple Burst. I'm like, oh, why have you why have you taken Candy Apple Red and like painted it black around the outside? Just just no. a bad. But the Shoreline Gold looks dead cool. Matt, what um, is objectively your favourite colour that Fender make? That Fender make? Mm, yeah. Would it be wrong if I didn't say shell pink? Uh, I mean, I still think that shell pink is the best colour. Right. I think it just goes with everything. I think it's not too offensive for it to be, like, in your face, but it's also not too pale to be, like, boring. I see. Or bland. Um, And I still think one of the best colour combinations was the custom shop that I did, which was black over shell pink, like super heavy relic. That was with cool. a torque guard. That was oh the strawberry truffle. That was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, dear listener, dear listener, I am interested in your favourite fender colours. We should start a thread on that. I wanna I wanna see what the most popular fender colour is, uh, to be honest. Cause you know, like I think maybe Burgundy Mist is mine, maybe it's Sherwood Green, you know, those are great colours. The two tone sunburst that Fender did in the fifties, that's a great colour. But um, I don't know. I think I um, know. sticking on the theme of Jazzmasters, one one of the Sorry. best Jazzmaster colours ever 
is Jay Maskus's uh, purple purple metallic flake. Oh no! And and say the the off white one that he did. Oh no, no, that was no. a great color. <laughs> but actually, uh, Rich Tone Music in Sheffield currently have a Jay Maskus signature in red sparkle which i don't think i've seen right. before i mean they're listing no. it as purple sparkle but it's quite clearly red sparkle uh they are asking photography no it's definitely not weird photography unless my <laughs> eyes have uh are truly deceiving me um but they want they want an eye-watering 2099 pounds um man i wish i bought one of those guitars when uh when uh, when we had one in the shop, and I still remember to this day when Jay Mascus came in and Jay Cross was working behind the counter, and Jay Mascus walked past him, and we had his guitar. Like I remember on the where wall. It, was, it was opposite yeah. the till. That's where we yeah. put the Jay Mascus. Yeah, I remember. And he just sort of walked past him and went, "That's mine," <laughs> and then just all walked <laughs> off. <laughs> in a totally un-Jay Maskus move. I was like, that is just absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, he has got some awesome... I mean, his telly, uh, you know, I saw his telly uh, in a shop last year, the Blue Sparkle right. one. I was just like, man, that thing looks so good. Yeah. It yeah. really does. Uh, it's definitely a, a thing. Um, yeah, sure. Fine. I can appreciate them objectively um i guess even if they aren't traditional colors but it yeah objectively it, it they look great now uh <laughs> now <laughs> now speaking of offsets we should do our our first um our first show and tell actually um because we've got a few things to get through we've got these awesome pedals from bespell audio that this week that i want to talk about um so there's a couple of those that I want to talk about, but actually just as we're talking about offsets and I know we've spoken about this a little bit, but I'm currently borrowing um, a Baum guitar uh, that, yeah, I guess we, we spoke about them last week, but they're extremely cool Danish brands got that kind of fifties surfy retro vibe to them. They do a number of models like the the wingman, the back wing, uh, the leaper, and we've got the we've got the Conker fifty nine, which is like a a semi hollow dual gold foil P ninety loaded big speed, just gorgeous guitar. We've we've got it in a in a wonderful like burgundy mist, you know, one one of my favorite colors. But actually, just as an all rounder, because it's mm. semi hollow, because those P nineties are so articulate, you've got two volumes and a master tone and a three way selector, which is great because the Bigsby's on there. This is actually a fantastic all rounder. So I recorded just a, a little track that I made with just the Baum and I used the Tonex pedal that we've been talking about. Um over, I think we, I, me and Philip covered it, Matt, whilst you were away in in, in most did. detail. But the uh, the IK Multimedia Tonex pedal, which is just an absolute Kemper killer of a reasonably priced modelling pedal, and I I've used like uh, I've got uh, the bulk of the octave cores are a Fender. Uh, sorry, um, uh, yeah, or a Fender Twin. I've got like a, a a Mesa Boogie Rectifier doing a load of the rhythm work. There's a little bit of lead that comes in, which I ran through a Champ, and 
the ease with which I can switch up the amplifiers that I'm using and the ver- the variety of sounds that I can get from the Tonex are absolutely amazing. That with the ease of use of the Baum, I appreciate, dear listener, unless you know I'm playing through a completely clean app, you can't necessarily hear the Baum itself because all of these are drive tones, but it was just so versatile, so good, and it reacted so well with all of the drive tones on the Tonex. I thought it was great. So here is just an example of what a great all-rounder um, a Bound Conquer 59 can be. There you go. That was, yeah, the Tonex pedal and the uh, the Baum Conquer 59. I, I, I really like these guitars. They're really great. They do, um, and a really they, yeah, nice thing to just having sat next to me at my desk. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good. I mean, like we, we talked about it a bit last week, but uh, yeah, still want that bass. But um, that guitar does sound very, very good. Um, and I think, again, it's nice to hear it with not just clean you know how people are going to use it and that sort of stuff and i thought it sounded really good yeah yeah how would you have to give it back joe that's the question or have you done a good enough demo that they'll never they'll never (laughs) ask for it back (laughs) well technically it's it's a friend of the podcast uh bruce from uh from adg so (laughs) right okay it's his so so i'm sure he's gonna need it back at some point but i'll uh, i'll try and Ah. out as long as possible (laughs) because it is very good i'm actually it's sort of uh I think it, in recently the the Harmony Juno had gone back to being like my main guitar. I just have like a little stand right next to me at my desk, and the Juno is just fantastic just for having those two again two gold foil point P nineties. Surprisingly enough, dear listener, if you need to do anything, gold foil P nineties might actually be it. I mean, certainly like last week I was making a um, I was making a metal demo for KMA and I, it was just the Harmony Juno in drop D doing these pedals with this I mean it's testament to the Guardian of the Worm distortion and noise gate pedal that KMA make that it can turn basically any guitar into a metal guitar but I was like I'm doing it on this retro 60s inspired mini guitar and it sounds amazing um, so yeah so the Baum is the is the first instrument that's really taken over from the harmony in in the last little while. Oh interesting because that yeah I mean we've we've talked about it before and who was I, I was talking to someone about it at Larvik and I was just like harmony juno all the way it's just such a great guitar so such i mean you know guitar. yeah both you and I own a harmony juno and there's a reason for that Matt like you know we we both buy and sell an awful lot of stuff but we both owned a harmony juno for the best part of 4 years now pretty much yeah since they came out um absolutely absolutely have, have they done a you know, random side note have they done anything else well they released the guitar we... last year it didn't quite um it didn't make it it made it into the 
gear of the year a little bit, but I, I, not so much because I don't think anyone really played it. And it's, you know, those things are hard to to win gear of the year, I guess, when you're just sort of, uh, you know, reissuing something that was semi-popular in the first place. Mm. But, uh, but I'm excited to see what they come up with next because they're doing all, all the first load of Harmony guitars have been modern versions of classic guitars, like inspired by classic guitars, but they're starting mm. to release actual reissues of the old things now. So right that's i'm very excited about that you know that that's way more up my street being able to get those things again you know in the same way that marshall obviously worked that out with the pedals you know <laughs> we actually don't want modern versions of anything anymore we just yeah. want the old things at reasonable just prices. Want the old things <laughs> yeah, at yeah, reasonable yeah. prices yeah but um but yeah we'll see anyway we should um it we we should talk about the uh, the topic of the week, which means that before we do that, we need to spin the wheel in order to discover who next week's topic of the week is going to be chosen by. So here's the jingle. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. My goodness this week the winner of spin the wheel is none other than friend of the podcast and previous um a person that i was employed with he might have been there whilst you were there matt i'm not sure joe puttick is the oh, winner good old Mr. joe House. puttick yeah. uh, so joe puttick actually um just um purchased a a pv t60 um, that he shared on the Facebook group. Do you oh, remember those? Wait yes, a ton. I do. Absolutely good. What absolute brute of a guitar. Surprisingly thin neck. Yeah, tons of weight. Big ash body. Huge PV pickups. Just really, really good guitar. But he actually he messaged me, and I, dear listener, I do genuinely spin a wheel. This is wonderfully random because it's reminded me to talk about this. Uh, um, this on the podcast. Um, Joe messaged me to say when he was round the fella's house picking up the T60, the guy also showed him a fretless T40 bass that he had in black. Um, so I'm I'm absolutely going to message this guy and uh, and see if I see, see how much he wants for that. He said he was going to sell it to Joe, so um, I'm going to I'm going to reach out I'll, and um... get that. On the side, I'll give you a quick fretless story. Uh, when we oh, were yeah? setting up, it. when we were setting up for the show, um, there was um, there was a well, four sound. The dealer there were also sort of yeah, the bunch of guitars on display, and I was like, oh my god, they've got a fretless sir. I was like, that, that's amazing. I just it was just a cool looking guitar. I was like, I'd right. love to own something like that if I had the money to burn, you know. Um, and I was looking at his mate, and I was like, called my colleague over and said, like, Oh, look at that. And he was like, sort of looked a bit closer and went, and then sort of touched the fretboard. And then I realized that they just put a solid bit of plastic underneath the strings to stop to protect the strings <laughs> in shipping. So it's one of those like plastic string protectors underneath. And I was like, Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that night, like, oh my God. Well, yeah, it's just like, yeah bloody stupid but there we go i was just like yeah it was uh i was like oh my god that that is cool i was like all ready to pick it up and play it and then he was like no it's just got a, it's just got a protector underneath it i'm like 
Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> well, I saw uh, there was a company selling that sort of thing as like a uh, a fretless adaption kit for your bass. Right. So you don't have to own a fretless. You could just slot this uh, this thing in under the strings and, and turn it into a fretless. That is, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I like it, though. I like it. No, I, yeah, that's it's it's not for me. It's not for me. Just get a fretless. Get a proper fretless. I'm actually, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get a new fretless at the moment. Um, uh, I think I'm going to get a, um, a court, uh, B4FL MHPZ. Mm. Good. Yeah. Good name, isn't it? But it is cool. It's like a, it's like, um, a semi hollow, uh, yeah, just a semi hollow bass with an F hole, Bartolini humbucker in the bridge. It's got a piezo. It's got a thumb rest cut into it already. Everything about it looks cool. Um, so I'm cool. I think I'm thinking I'm gonna pull the trigger. I messaged them today and was like, "Hello, <laughs> I do this podcast. Do you think I could have a discount?" But you know, I'm gonna buy it <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> Hello, I am Joe from Guitar Nerds. Yeah, they, I don't know anyone at court, so uh, so I had to sort of cold call them a little bit. But uh, but we'll see, we'll see. I'm, I'll buy it either way. It will be great. It'll be great. Anyway, dear listener, we said we'd talk about Peter's question. Peter's question was this: the Wallflowers, not the band the brands let's talk about some of the underappreciated companies making great stuff brands we just forget are out there not exactly undiscovered the internet has put an end to that but what are the guitars amps and pedals that we should talk about more but don't what is it about them that keeps them under the radar bad marketing do they just seem uncool that's uh that's Peter's question. What do you think, I've, Matt? Off the bat, you got oh, any, well, does anything like spring to mind a, a brand that just aren't getting the attention they deserve? But everything that they release, you go, "This is great." It doesn't even have to be current. They could be, you know, it could be vintage brands that just have been missed out by people. Well, I actually do have an answer, Joe, because I was actually going to put this on the. Um, I was actually at one point going to put this on our, our little script and I was reading a review on this in a magazine. I signed up to Readly, um, like monthly subscription service. So you get like, I don't know, 10,000 magazines a month uh, to read. So I've signed up to all the guitar ones. How can you? And this came oh, up- right. Oh, they don't send you all 10,000. Right. That's good. I, it's I all di- No, it's it. digital. But rather than, <laughs> rather than paying. Yeah, I get it. I get it you know, whatever. Um, And this guitar was up for review and I was like, we don't talk about this brand very much, but actually I think they're, I think they're a cool brand and you're, no, maybe you won't hate me, but uh, Godan, Godan makes some seriously good electric guitars. And I was reading the review on the choice. What a great suggestion. The Radium X. So the Radium X is one of their new models and it's a, T-style guitar, two humbuckers um, with a kind of Les Paul positioned switching switcher. Uh, Trem system. You've basically got a Seymour Duncan SH2 in the neck and a bare knuckle boot camp True Grit Zebra bridge pickup. So kind of real mix of sort of vintage and modern in terms of the pickups. Chambered mahogany body with an LR bags bridge slash Trem. So you've got the... um, Piezo in there. You've got blendable volume, three-way mini toggle for electric acoustic, one volume, one tone, and then three-way toggle for the magnetic pickups. And I just thought, I just love this guitar. And what's very cool is you can lock 
it comes with a locking plate on the trim, so you can actually lock the trim off completely if you don't want to use it, which I think is quite cool, without <laughs> cool. modifying the guitar. Um, and it comes in a, I just think, a really good-looking finish. They call it Rustic Burst. I would say it's like tea stain, if if that's Ooh. a thing. Like when you stain a bit of paper and it's like, oh, I've just dropped my tea on it, but it kind of <laughs> looks kind of cool. Um, and I just think Godan, we don't talk about Godan enough, and they're incredibly well-built guitars out of Canada. They make a great range of awesome guitars, awesome electrics, and we don't ever really talk about them, and no one really no. talks about them, and you don't see many people playing them, but they've been a brand for a very long time. And for me, I just I saw that review and went, that's absolutely amazing. And of course, one of their classics and a guitar that I've always wanted to own and never actually have, but totally fits in with my style and might fit into... Maybe we'll come back to this guitar in the Patreon, Joe. But the um, Fifth Avenue Kingpin, their arch. I mean, that, that's it. When you say Godin, that's that's what I think about is their Fifth mm. Avenue range, which, dear listener, is their arch top. Which, I mean, the the great thing about Godin is how unafraid they are of making a no cut because most of their arch tops are no cuts, mm. and that is just cool. But yes, the Kingpin is actually a single cut arch top. But it's very cool. It's a great blend of um, kind of modern and traditional in an arch top. They actually, uh, we'll we'll come back to it. We'll 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 <laughs> we'll tease the listener now. But they actually make a Fifth Avenue, so single cut, single neck P rail. Are you talking big, about the Fifth Avenue jumbo P rail? Which yeah. is a no cut. You mean you said single cut. You meant no cut, right? Oh, I meant no cut. Sorry, yeah. I okay, meant no so cut. that that guitar is my favourite guitar that Godin do. They do it in a, a finish they call Harvest Gold, which is like a sort of antique stain or slightly burst, but almost almost relict looking, uh, you know, sort of uh, oil finish. It's it's just lovely. The single P rail is like this gorgeous cream P90 in this weird like it's like a P90 that's been fit in a, into a humbucker housing. It looks like it doesn't quite fit. I love it. Um and yeah, big speed, just that pickup in the neck. Gorgeous sort of broken trapezoid inlays. Everything about it looks fantastic. The neck just from pictures looks like the fattest, widest acoustic neck you've ever seen. Um, I, I love everything about this guitar, and then I the um, the world price wise either. Absolutely, you know they're they're super value, Joe. I think after this podcast, we need to reach out to them because you basically can't buy a Godan in the UK. No, which is I mean I'm sure in the US it's totally fine. I but, literally but can't see a single dealer that's got a Godan in stock uh, it is at the a moment. Shame which that is... they don't the traction they deserve over here. Yeah, so to me that is one hundred percent an underrated an underrated brand and something we should see yeah. more of. We need to reach out to them and be like, send me one of these radiums so I can demo it because basically you can't get any in the UK. No, no, that's true. Um, um do you think you know, I thought about this question earlier and I was like, Do you think Dan Electro have become this? Do you know what? It was only because I had a Dan Electro pedal on my screen um, that I was like, maybe Dan Electro, but I think Dan Electro, yeah, well, I guess Dan Electro have always been there, haven't they? But but, but they, they've had the recent fame with, um, oh, I've, I've forgotten her name, uh, the from Boy Genius, but has a more successful solo project. 
<coughs> oh, um, help me out. The the listeners are, are screaming at the Phoebe Bridges. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah. We I, go. yeah. Yes, I, I can only think of. I the name was on the tip of my tongue, but I see. But yeah, they they Dan Electro have had recent, you know, sort of a regurgitation of fame with uh, Phoebe Bridges playing their baritones. Um, but you know, they're they're sort of this strange brand that kind of just. They, they just seem to like put out, you know, like, oh, here's another 59 DC and it's in a sparkle finish. And now there's a pickup in the middle. Like it's, I know I realize that is literally what Fender do, but, <laughs> but it, it, they, they seem to go under the radar a little bit, but I don't know if maybe they're still in people's, you know, people are thinking about them now just because of the Phoebe Bridges thing. GNL are always the brands that yeah. when people talk about, yeah, underrated brands and, and the reason actually that, that they spring to mind is because Peter said, you know, what's the reason? Is it because they're uncool? And the answer with GNL is yes, they're massively uncool. They are they're not like they they are great guitars that play and sound really well, but it is a terrible headstock and they it, it just looks like a half done fender. And for that reason, a lot of people don't get them. The sax player mm. in my uh in in my in my band in polymath plays and when he plays guitar he plays an asat classic uh which is their t-style um their t-style guitar like you know sort of 51 spec and and it's brilliant it sounds amazing and he plays guitar in like wedding bands and stuff and it's a great all-rounder for doing everything so it's they're certainly fantastic guitars they just uh you know unfortunately people don't think of them I guess for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's the kind of GNL or the brand. Well, I guess you know, being Leo Fender's sort of last thing, it just it just never had the same punches. It's difficult when you invented probably the most famous guitar brand of all time, and then, and then one of the of, other most famous, guitar and then one of the other brand. most, and then you're just like, oh, can can lightning strike thrice? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but actually, they are they are great guitars, but certainly don't get the uh, yeah, the accolades that they they probably deserve, and again, maybe it's because they're kind of like unsurprisingly sort of Fender lookalikes, and people are like, "Oh, just buy a Strat at that point." So again, yeah, yeah. you've sort of just made it. Ve- he made it very difficult for himself. Let's put it that way. Well, well, that that was kind of it. Music Man were at least different; they were doing different things. Um, and yeah, GNL went back to doing the same thing, I guess. Mm, mm. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, I think yeah, probably GNL and but yeah, for me, I'd say Godan definitely the biggest of the of the underrated brands. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Now, before we go, before we head on over to uh, the Patreon episode, I just wanted to, I just wanted to have a crack at one last. I didn't quite get to fit in all of the. Um, the demos that I want to do of products that we've been trying. So we will talk about these guys in a bit more depth next week. But Bispell Audio. Um, Bispell Audio are this fantastic little effects pedal company handmade in the UK. Um, I met the fella from Bispell at the recent Birmingham guitar show. He had a pedal board of all of his pedals. He sent us a handful of the effects that he makes. Um, so he 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 makes, I think there are five in his line, and we've got the Tor, the Gleam, and the Proxy. Um, 
the gleam's the one let's talk about now so the gleam is a uh it's a silicon fuzz that's designed to imitate some of the most famous germanium fuzzes and i made a little video for this dear listener on Instagram. If you go to the Guitarnet's Instagram, there's a little demo of me trying out the presets. Uh, they come with these handy little cards. Uh, each of the pedals comes with the cards with a bunch of presets. I love pedals that come with presets because it means that without having to boringly read them, describe what each control does, you kind of get a feel for what each control does by by checking out a pre a, a preset that gives you an, a, a really baked in great sound. Um, so. Uh, I need to the thing for the gleam. Yeah, so the gleam, because it does fuzzes, the three presets that it offers are the Tone Bender Mark II, a fuzz bass, and a Maestro FZ1. Um, so, so those are the three settings that I uh, that I set the pedal to for this demo. I literally go through them in order: the Tone Bender followed by the fuzz face, followed by the FZ1. I think they all sound absolutely fantastic. This is a great sounding fuzz pedal for people who are after those vintage fuzz tones, but maybe is you know don't want to spend a grand each on three of those. It's it's a brilliant thing to have all of them baked into one very lovely uh, pedal. This is what it sounds like. That is the um, that's the Bispell Audio Gleam. Um, I had a really good time. I had a really good time. I especially love the the FZ one, which I ran last, which was more uh, more trebly, less uh, you know, less of that sort of uh, flubby low end that that you get from the fuzz face and the tone bender. Uh, I, I think they're really cool pedals. Very simple looking, dear listener. It's they're literally all dark grey boxes with a stamped print of the name of the pedal, but the proof um, is in the pudding, which is not the way to say that. Someone told me recently, but anyway, it is. The proof is in the sound of the pedal, which is good. It it does sound really, really good. And to put the you know the tone bender Mark One Two, the fuzz and the the kind of fuzz factory and the maestro fuzz in there, all in a silicon pedal um, that's really stable. It just sounds really good. Yeah. It sounds really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I've definitely been going down a little bit of a fuzz thing at the moment, looking for, yeah, fuzz pedals that really excite me. And and this was this was absolutely it is, is up there as one of the pedals that I, I, I love the most that I might have to keep and put on a, on a pedal board because it sounds so very good i mean next week i want to talk about the tour which is absolutely my favorite 
um, my favorite pedal that they do, uh, mainly because uh, the Tour is essentially uh, an OC44 treble booster, and that is the best sound in the world. So, and and he does a great job. They're just so authentic. The the recreations are just so good. You know, I feel mm. like the the effort is on the sound of the pedal because it certainly isn't on the look of the pedal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not even top mounted controls. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's the 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 thing here is how these pedals sound and they sound very good. Yeah, well, if that demo is anything to go by, I look forward to hearing some of the other ones. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, we will talk about them in more detail next week. But right now, that's all the time we've got on Guitar Nerds. If you'd like to get in touch with us, dear listener, to ask us a question or for any reason at all, um, then info at Guitar Nerds is our email address. Or you can DM us on Instagram. Ask in the open forum on our Facebook group, the Guitar Nerds group. If you're a Patreon supporter, then contact us through hate patreon we're heading over to patreon now to talk about this week's question of the week join us there visit patreon.com forward slash guitarnets for all the info on how to sign up um you can do that for as little as a dollar a month thanks for listening you've been lovely we've been the guitar nerds farewell goodbye Thank you, dear listener, for listening to another episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. But thank you most of all to all of our top-tier Patreon supporters. Without you, none of this would be possible. Thank you to Marcus Deluxe, Scott Guitars, Suresh, Dorsonic Pickups, Chris Franklin, Antoine Fryant, Rust, Meehan, Barry Grisbeck, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, Jared Brown, John Conaway, The Studio Rats, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Einsler, Mark Hizau Kanawaki, Stuart Robson, Eric File, Peter Pete Andy Manley, Simon Milbourne, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Dore, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Loseth, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordwick, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravit. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.